Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. And now, the Sunday League Pundits, presented by Uber One. Welcome back to another episode of Sunday League Pundits, presented by Uber One. Uber One is a membership that allows you to save across Uber Eats, Uber rides and everything in between. Unlimited $0 delivery fee, 5% off eats, and 5% off rides. Join Uber One today and get your first month free. Visit uber.com slash uber1 for details. That's the word one, O-N-E. Welcome back to the Sunday League Pundits Champions League edition. We're back again. Liam and I, the rest of the crew, well... (laughs) We don't need them. We don't need them. Brett's in L.A., Thinks he's a movie star. Lucas is football manager guy. He is a movie star. Greg is loading wood in Rona. He's a lumberjack. Yeah. Well, we just exposed where he works. I think everyone. And Rasta, well, we don't know where he is. But let's get into the Champions League, Mr. Liam. It's Yes, the Champions League over. is over. It's over. Well, the group stage. Until February 14th. Which is very weird. Happy Valentine's Day, baby. We're watching Champions You know, the other day I was thinking, I never thought I would live in a time where in one month, we have Champions League, <laughs> Premier League, and Hockey and World Cup. It's so weird. There's a lot of things going on, and a lot of things about to start. I mean, hell, we're we're under snow now. Welcome to Canada. We're 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 winter time. Yep. So it's like here where we live in Edmonton. Apparently, we had the warmest October since 1944. Yeah, and now it's already snowing. As soon as November first hit. It was literally, it was literally Halloween, about ten thirty at night, snow. And yeah. It was like, oh my yeah. god, yeah. okay. But so. how was your Halloween? Did you get spooky? No, I just spent it with my girlfriend. I dressed up. We watched Lord of the Rings, the extended versions. No, we did not oh, watch wow. the extended one. It was cheesy. Yeah, I uh, I dressed up as a woman. I saw that. Yeah. Congratulations. I looked beautiful. You did. I, I like. You had a nice listen, axe. we have Champo to talk about. We have. European football uh, wrapping up today in terms of group stages. Let's talk about who went through, who missed out, Mm -hmm. and the absolute insanity that happened in Benfica. It feels like like Tuesday. Let's let's go to the Tuesday matches first. Yep, yep. Let's start off with Liverpool versus Napoli. This is one where I kept an eye on. And I was a little bit disappointed by Napoli's performance, but like they're they're no longer. Undefeated. Yeah, it's their first loss of uh, Champions, League. Champions League. And I believe Serie A as well, they were undefeated. But yeah, they yeah. lose 2-0 on the day. Mohamed Salah scoring the 85th minute and Darwin Nunes in the 98th minute. So it fell apart late. Yeah, but... uh, um, Mo Salah, he could have had a brace. I know he had a chance earlier before that. He kind of squandered it. It was one-on-one with the keeper. And I'm like, ah, typical Mo Salah. But he didn't find some way to score <laughs> again. And Darwin Nunes, he scores a bit of a 
tapping. It was very weird. It was off the corner. I, I, and then they originally thought it was offside. Mm-hmm. I know I saw a couple people saying how flat Anfield was once again. There was a lady, I believe it was on TikTok, she said, I was sitting outside the Anfield, outside the Anfield in the car park, and usually I can hear the atmosphere, I can hear the crowd. Today I couldn't hear a thing. And for a Champions League, yes, it was already decided that both clubs were already advanced, but for a Champions League game against a top-talent team like Napoli, it's a bit shocking how quiet Anfield was there. No, I agree. I, I even saw a video on... Um... On Twitter about Anfield, it was from a Napoli supporter. Your famous Anfield and cup end. Silence. Don't believe what you see on TV. It's all cute scarves and one song at a time at the start. Then they sit and cross their arms like good little kids. Mm-hmm. I think huh, we can talk about English fans because there was a whole bunch of drama. I don't know if you saw no. with Arsenal. Interesting. What happened? I, I, well, we, we, I think we can talk quickly. There was a group of Arsenal fans who have decided they want to become Arsenal Ultras. They want to bring drums into the stadium. They want to sing. They want to jump. They want to create atmosphere at the Emirates, which I think very famously has always lacked a atmosphere since moving to the Emirates from Highbury. But Arsenal fans then take to Twitter and label it as cringy. They label it as sad and pathetic. These fans are, are engaged with your club and are, are, are wanting to create an atmosphere at your home stadium, and you go, that's sad, that's cringy. That's a joke. Like, there's a video of, 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 of these fans with a drum behind the one goal. They're jumping, you know, like they do in Dortmund yeah. or whatever. And there's a video of these people laughing and going, what the fuck? What do you mean, what are they doing? They're not a football match. Are they, are they supposed to just sit I, silently? For whatever reason I find, when, like, I don't know if this is society, but football, but like, Whenever there's something positive happening, people like to label it as cringe or corny. I'm like, people are having a good time. Why do you always have to judge? And it extends more than just Arsenal because I also saw a video of Chelsea in their final group stage match hosting mm-hmm. Dinamo Zagreb at Stamford Bridge. Right before the Champions League anthem goes out, you can hear Chelsea, Chelsea, Chelsea. And then the, the Zagreb fans overpower them. Nice. And they have such a good atmosphere. And then the Chelsea fans just go silent. And it's... What is it with Chelsea, Arsenal, Man City famously? Now we're talking about Liverpool, potentially Manchester United. What's with these big clubs having these 60,000-person stadiums and not creating atmosphere? I don't know. I, I feel Manchester United, like, I, I'm, United I'm, 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 okay. I'm a bit biased, but I do find they are loud. You like, also have the biggest stadium yeah, in yeah. the Premier League. Um, but you, these, these massive your English clubs and there's no atmosphere at their home's ground. It makes no sense to me. You talk about Dortmund's famous yellow wall, Celtic Rangers, how good they are. Oh, away days in, in Turkey. It's why does English fan, why do the English fans mm-hmm. not create the same atmosphere? You know, why is it, you know, corny? Why is it so, uh, sad to have an atmosphere? Fair enough. I just want to go back to the Liverpool, yes. uh, Napoli match. The, um, the matchup against Trent and Kvaratskhelia. Yes, that was very enjoyable to was watch. It, I, I actually did not watch any of this game. I, 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 I thought Trent actually did pretty well against Napoli in this yeah. leg. I always tend to slag on him. I thought his defending was a bit better. I will, I will admit at times Kvaratskhelia did get the better of Trent, but I thought Trent held his own well against mm-hmm. him. I mean, Kvaratskhelia has been such a joy to watch in world football. You know what's annoyed me about Kvaratskhelia recently? It's, it's, we're not even at the halfway point of the no. season, right? And people are, are 
really linking him to Liverpool, Real Madrid, <laughs> Chelsea. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> he just got here. He's 21. Why, why can't he have three or four seasons at Napoli before why, he makes that why move? Why can't he be a superstar in Serie A? Why does he have to move to you know Real Madrid, the Premier League? It's like, come on. Yeah, unfortunately, that is how football works today, where there's the big boys and then the teams below them. I know there was talk. He had a quote. I grew up a big Real Madrid fan. I always watched their games, so maybe that's where they're getting the Real Madrid links from. But. But no, he's had a great season. I think actually that Napoli front three with him, Osiman, and Poliatano, yeah. that's a very exciting front three. Osiman's still only 23 years old, so. And the question I, will I'm be like, forward to seeing more of him. How far can Napoli go in this Champions League run? Because they, they have something special going on with that. With that they do finish team. top of the group with goal difference, yeah. so they will be pulling a pot two team. There are some very good yeah. pot two teams, or not pot two, but second place teams. Um, but to, to finish the group that Napoli and Liverpool were in, mm-hmm. we did see Ajax defeating Rangers 3-1 on the final match day, which means, Wazinho, officially, Rangers Football Club are the worst ever Champions League team. Zero points, two goals scored, 22 against. I can't believe I chose them to get third in the group. But here's my question. Yeah, because genuinely, if you're on video, if you're on audio, I'm so sorry. I have a Celtic mug. I'm a Celtic supporter. I don't understand. Mm-hmm. You go from Europa League finalists, the magical run to the Europa League final, qualifying for the Champions League with a fantastic result versus PSV Eindhoven, who are a good team. We watched them beat Arsenal there just a couple of weeks, like a week ago. What the hell happened? They go into the Champions League and they are completely incapable of anything. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, they are in a tough group. Napoli, Liverpool, Ajax, three European good teams. But to not only to lose, but to, to, to lose in such a fashion where it was dismantling every single game, 7-1 versus Liverpool, 3-1 here versus Ajax. It's shocking. And, and, and fingers are going to be pointed at Giovanni Van Bronckhorst, and I don't disagree. He came in after taking over from Steven Gerrard, and after, I believe, the first or second match in the Champions League, he goes, my team cannot compete at this level. We're not good enough. We don't have the financial backing. We're not, you know, we're not big enough. And he goes, well, if that's your mindset, where we're not good enough, What's the players thinking? You know, do we even bother taking part? Mm-hmm. So, I I know a lot of people have called him out on his very defensive, like trying to 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 not concede almost rather than trying to win. But the the pressure is on Van Bronckhorst. We're not even in December, out of the Champions, out of Europe altogether. He's falling further and further behind in the Scottish Premiership. Giovanni Van Bronckhorst might be out of a job very quickly, and Steven Gerrard is now back available as a manager. So could we see a return to Rangers? Yeah. It's possible. Um, also, I mean, sure, we, uh, Liverpool. Good to see them getting the results in the Champions League mm-hmm. at least after the some of the you know lot they lost to Forest, they lost the leads in the Premier League, but they beat Ajax three 0 They beat Napoli two 0 Keeping a couple clean sheets here, honestly. Uh, Liverpool have actually had an interesting run of form in general. If you look uh, since October twelfth, um, they beat Rangers seven one. Then they beat. City 1-0, beat West Ham 1-0, lost to Forest 1-0, then beat, you know, it's, you know. It's weird. 
Because you mentioned it's a time for Klopp to go. I don't, you know, if you look at those results, they're not as terrible, but they just need to be more consistent, I think, especially in the Premier League. I don't think it's time for Klopp to go. Something has to change. Yeah. Something has to be done at, at Liverpool in terms of maybe recruitment maybe. or maybe... Or maybe just more, patience my, with, like, the likes of Nunez and Jota. That's the thing. And, I, he, he does have a lot of young talent. Yeah. I mean, Calvin Ramsey coming through, and there's a lot of young talent that, that, that needs to be developed more. It's Liverpool. It's a right here, right now kind of problem. So we'll see. Um, let's move though. Group B, Canada. Club Rouge. Team Club. Honestly, group, group Canada. Group, yeah, Group B was Group Canada. Yeah. Because we saw FC Porto winning two one over Atletico Madrid. Guess who scored? Ustak. Ustak scores for Porto. Yeah, Steven Steven Ustakio, the Canadian midfielder. Back to back Champions League goals. Stefan Ustakio with great form. Going into the World Cup mm-hmm. for Canada, he's going to be huge for them. Don't get injured. Don't get injured. Knock Love on wood. Oh, there you go. I mean, but yeah, uh, that was really good to see. Atletico Madrid knocked out of the Champions League. Knocked out of Europe. Yeah. No Europa League because the other match we saw Bayer Leverkusen and Bruges drew drawing yeah, uh, nil nil, which was enough for Bruges. Sorry, enough for Leverkusen to go through to the Europa League. I love it. I believe Maddie actually predicted Atletico bottom. I believe he did. Um, yeah, and did you see the little photo of uh, Diego Simeone? And he just looked absolutely burnt out. He just looks like he's he, he looks like a man that's been through it all right now. And I mean, that's, that's kind of how Atletico. The thing like. is, the Atletico team is still okay. It is very, very Felix much. Griezmann, Correa. He, he brought in Axel Witzel. There's the Paul who was who was great in uh, Copa America. Got uh, Jimenez in the back. You have Oblak still. I mean, he brought in Carrasco, Cunha. Like, there are some great no, names. It's, it's like Diego Simeone has been with Atletico Madrid for so long that maybe it is just time for him to go, so fresh ideas can be brought yeah. into the club. Does that make sense? Just it, the, just, the mindset has to be changed. A, breath, yeah. a fresh era, Atletico Madrid. Mm-hmm. Simple as that. I think uh, Diego Simeone's done a lot for that club, and we'll, we'll see what happens. But yeah, uh, move on to Group C. Well, yeah, well, I'll talk a little bit of Club Bruges quickly. Oh, cool. So, so Tejon Buchanan also advancing there, the Canadian. Yeah. He's playing as like a right wing back these past few games. We've seen similar for Canada when they play that back three where Davies and Buchanan are the wing backs. But uh, I think definitely he is better in that attacking winger role. But again, another Canadian advancing through the group stage. Uh, also on uh, Club Rouge is Canadian Kyle Laren. Oh, so true, true. three Canadians in one group, all advancing. Beautiful. And I love it because both clubs, Porto and Bruges, underdogs. You know, with Atletico and Bayer Leverkusen in their group. And in general, right. you have four Canadians heading to the knockout yes, you do. of the Champions League. Well, let's go to Group C because that's where the final one is. One mentioned about uh, Club Rouge. They're third in the Belgian League, actually. Hmm. Genk is in first with 40 points. Enough. Uh, that's like a, that's like a seven point. Hmm. Genk is doing well. Sometimes, there. sometimes you just overperform in the Champions. We've seen teams do that. Yeah. But yes, let's go to the other Canadian. As Bayern Munich walk away with the group of death, eighteen points. We see Inter Milan finishing on ten, and Barcelona in the Europa League on seven. Final match day finished with Bayern winning two nil over Inter Milan. Goals being scored in that one by Mr. Benjamin Pavard, who dabbed afterwards. I just want to say, Byron's win. Champions League group stage. Scary. Stupid. Scary. Stupid. Like, no one can beat them in the group stage. 
And the second goal scored by Eric Tupamoting, who is actually having a great Champions yeah. League. He's and got now three he's goals. Linked to Manchester United. Let's be honest. The type of player you get from Bayern will not be the same at any other club. Let's be honest. I mean, Lewandowski is doing well for Barcelona, but it's not Robert Lewandowski. But you know, Bayern Munich just can turn any player into kind of a star. They can get the best out of anyone. System. It's just not. Not. I don't think it's just system. It's. It's training, it's nutrition, yeah. it's just the philosophy. They have a Bayern, uh, they just know how to get the best out of the player mm-hmm. physically and mentally. So credit to Bayern Munich. Uh, Barcelona won 4-2 over Victoria Pilsen. I thought Pilsen were on for a result because it was it was 3-2. Yeah. I was like, oh, here we go. Victoria Pilsen is going to upset Barcelona just to really ruin their final match day in the Champions League. But it was sealed by uh, Pablo Torre. It was does he have a different name? Let me see. Anyway, it's only a Group D. But yeah, but but Barca Barca dropped down to Europa League. Bayern Munich will go on to win the Champions League, you probably. Think so. I don't know. This team just rolls. I mean, was the 18 goals yeah. for two against in the group of death. The question is, will they sacrifice a Bundesliga title for the Champions League? Because Union Berlin is up there, and we don't I can't know how see, long. Yeah, I can't see Union Berlin staying up there. Really? Okay. I would love it, but yeah. yeah group um, D, which was the uh, the group where the leaders of this group changed, I believe, a dozen times Jesus. during the 90 minutes of both games. It does finish with Tottenham Hotspur going through mm. on top, 11 points. Eintracht Frankfurt going through second on 10, Sporting with 7, and Marseille on 6. But... It wasn't that simple. No, it wasn't. It wasn't that simple. Because Tottenham, of course, it started terribly for them with Hunman Son being taken off in half an hour because he broke his face. He had reconstructive surgery on his face. You're going to miss the world. I don't know. He might wear a mask. Fair enough. (laughs) But uh, Marseille took the lead just before halftime, the 45th minute to add it on. So meaning Tottenham were out. Marseille were top of the group. Then, as the second half goes on, Longley scores a goal to equalize, 1-1. I believe at that point it was Tottenham through Marseille. Maybe we're in third. Before Hoiberg wins the game for them in the 95th minute to seal top spot of the group. Incredible scenes in Marseille. The fans outside the city. Did you see any of the videos? No. Wild. They lined the entire street going to the stadium Red flares and everything. It was a fantastic scene. It's unfortunate that the Marseille team does not live up to the Marseille fans because the fans are incredible. The team has not been great in Champions League as of recent years. In the other match, we did see Eintracht Frankfurt winning 2-1 over Sporting Club de Portugal. Uh, again, though, not that simple. Sporting were winning at halftime. So they were going through. Before the second half saw Daichi Kamada scoring a penalty. And uh, Randall Kolomuani scoring in the 72nd minute to put Frankfurt through in the group. Honestly, this was such a fun group at the very end because it could have changed. Any goal that was scored was a huge, crucial goal. That's what I love about the Champions League group stage, that final match date when they still are to play for. Tottenham go through top spot of their group, which they are very happy about. Watch them get PSG in the next round. That's a Tottenham thing to do. Hmm. I'll get PSG. Yeah, yeah. yeah the That'll Tottenham be an interesting battle. I don't know how that'll be going. Group um, E. Group E saw some big boys advancing. Chelsea top spot, 13 points. 
AC Milan, 10 points through in second. Salzburg, third, six, and yeah. Zagreb on uh, four points at the very um, bottom there. When you look at this group in general, I was kind of surprised to see Chelsea top it with the way things were going form-wise, you know, the manager change. But and Milan was just looking really good in general. You know, you look at Raphael Leal, who's really star man at, at Milan right now. Um, but credit to Chelsea for topping the group. And um, I, I think that group went the way many just expected yeah. it to, right? It's What else can you say? I'm, I'm interested to see what like, the, the Italian clubs are doing aside from you, babe. Yeah, hundred percent. You talk about Chelsea. I mean, you look at their stats: ten goals scored, yeah. four against. Is not overly impressive, but like, they get the job done, I guess. Right. So, Chelsea advance the in top spot. We'll see who they get in that next round. Graham Potter hasn't been perfect. So far. we saw him lose four nil to Brighton there, four one to Brighton. Um, but. Yeah, let's go to another team that Your concedes team. goals. Jesus Christ. This was bullshit. This was such bullshit. Away the Santiago bird of the mail. We had to beat the champions of Europe and VAR. Fuck off. To be fair, Jota scored a very nice goal. Jota, that was a great goal. Why the fuck did he not start? I don't care if he was just injured. He came on in the SPFL. He scored a goal. Start the man. I'm sorry, Dyson Maida. I know you're going to the World Cup. Fucking bullshit, by the way. Kyogo should go to the World Cup. Why did Kyogo not go to the World Cup? I don't know. Is Jota going to the World Cup? I don't think he should go. He, the great goal. He's what a, a good he goal. He looked very good, honestly. I mean, he came on for for a little bit there. He, I was happy to see him play at the Bernabeu. But two penalties. For Real Madrid in the first half. Both of them. Okay. I guess technically handball. The first one, Mauritians, I think slips and kind of to, to, to stop himself from falling, kind of puts his hand down and ball hits him in the hand. Okay, fine. Penalty. The second one, where the fuck is he supposed to put his arm? Matt O'Reilly's just standing there. Hits him in the arm. He gets yellow carded for it, by the way, which I don't even want to fucking talk about the refereeing. Um... So it's two. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. 
tail for for Real Madrid before the luck gets given to us. Hey, Celtic, do you want a penalty as well? We're hiding them out like goddamn mm. trick-or-treating candy. So we get a penalty. Do you think we score it? No! Josip Juranovic, who famously was in yo, every penalty he pretty much takes is a panenka. Did he panenka? No. He decides to smash it and lanky bastard that he's Thibaut Courtois lays out and gets it. So we go into the break 2-0 down at the Bernabeu. It's two quick goals from Asensio and Vinicius Jr. make it 4-0 before we make all of our changes. Federico Valverde makes it 5-0 with a great goal. And then Jota scores the 84th minute to make it 5-1. But you know what Jota said after the game? What, what did Jota say? He said, for the team I'm sad, but for me I'm happy. I scored a goal at the Bernabeu. I'm happy for him. Do you see what ESPN FC tweeted? No. Rodrigo has now scored the same amount of Champions League goals as Ronaldo Nazario for Real Madrid. 13 goals. I mean, to be fair, I think Champions League football was a little different back when Ronaldo was playing, and I'm pretty sure he spent like five years at Inter, so I, I don't know. It's just the competition was just different back then. Yeah. It's tough to compare. Um, yeah, different it's... eras as well, like goal-scoring-wise, right? I think there's more goal-scoring in today's football maybe. But, that's... but you know what really pissed me off about this game? Hmm. It's 5-1. Okay. We had two less shots on target than Real Madrid. It wasn't like we played shit. They had 10 shots on target. We had eight. Didn't look too bad. Just... We had good chances. We could score. We can't <laughs> score. I think, I think it was something we had expected goals in this group of 9.5 or 9.8. We finished with four. Yeah, actually. It's... Like, like we, we actually should have had double the goals well, that we should have. But There's positives. You didn't finish worse than Rangers. You had points. You had points. Your goal differential is only minus 11, not oh. minus 20. Oh. Um, so, and of course, Leipzig beat Shakhtar uh, 4 0. 4 0, yeah. Uh, Shlobasai scored for um, Nkunku, Silva. So it's. Uh, but the talking point was 20 minutes in. Timo Werner goes off injured. And he's out for the World Cup. He now. will miss the World Cup for Germany, which is a huge blow for them because I think he was actually going to probably lead the line for them at that World Cup. Yeah. We have Madrid goes through top spot, 13 points, 12 points. Leipzig go through second. Shakhtar in six and Celtic Speaking on two. Speaking of this group in Germany, uh, Tony Cruz is also not retired from the national team. Did he? Yeah, he, he mentioned something like that he's not going to. I like the. I'd be shocked if he doesn't go. No, he's not going. Really? Tony Cruz is not going to the World Cup. Why? I, I think he may have retired from the national team. I don't know if you want to search that up. But he did mention... I'm, I, I like the tweet. I'm trying to find it real quick. Um, not go. I won't be at the World Cup, but I'm sure that when I watch Germany's games, I will want to play. There are now players who deserve to play more, and I didn't want the time to come when they told me that it's better for you to leave. So... Correct. July 2nd, 2021, he retired from international football. Why would Tony Cruz not be going to this World I Cup? Mean, he's I mean, that's a big miss for Germany, though, because Tony Cruz yeah, has been great for yeah, Real Madrid he's this consistent. season. He's been good for Real Madrid for how many years now? Like, but we do often see that where players retire from the national team a little early. I think so. Um, let's move on to uh, G. Copenhagen, Dortmund, City in Sevilla. Um, bit of a boring group. Bit of a boring group. Between, I mean. I, I think my two favorites for the Champions League right now this year, it's City and Bayern. Oh, PSG? They're, they're weird. But City, City do the job, though. City I, just win. I, I don't really want... I mean, Dortmund's whatever. I want to talk about the City game because Julian Alvarez. Wow. He 
the player. He's going to be Two assists on the night and a goal. Yeah, well, night. yeah, I, I was watching the the highlights of that game, and Alvarez, as soon as he came onto the pitch, he he's a difference maker for his age. And I think he started. Oh, he did? I thought he came on my bad. But, yeah, he's only 22, and the way he just has a lot of composure, the way he's able to press players, and I don't know. He's, he's going to be a – Man City, have a, they're building a team right now. Well, Man, City, have one, but. Man City played a lot of young players in this game. Yeah. The first goal scorer was Rico Lewis, who is only 17. They also started um, Cole Palmer, who's 20. Alvarez, like you mentioned, Alvarez is only 22. Um, they started Gomez, who's only 22. And then on the bench, you know, they brought on Josh Wilson Esbrand, who is only 19. I I love, I mean, the the first goal by Alvarez was fantastic. He kind of just went over the keeper and achieved him. The the second goal was honestly fantastic. If if you're a young striker forward, pay attention to Julian Alvarez because he was able to really pressure the defender to the point where he kind of just pushed him to the ground. No foul, went on, assisted Mares, easy goal. It was just like, man, the amount of talent that Man City have, and it's incredible. And I thought Alvarez, I don't know why, I thought he was like American. No. I th- He's Argentinian. and Dortmund do go through second, though. Uh, they got a 1-1 draw on the night versus Copenhagen. They will be happy to go through. I don't know how far they go. Dortmund? Yeah. That's tough. Ten goal scored, five against. It's, what? Uh, they have talent. Yeah. No one is going to deny that. I mean, of course, they had Jude Bellingham out there, who is going to be a, a massive sale for them this next window. You got Schlotterbeck back there, who they brought in. They have good players, but I don't know. Something's missing from Dortmund. You know what it is? Erling Holland up front. Like, Holland up front, but we'll see. There is that World Cup break coming up, bit of a Bundesliga break in a sense as well. Um, so we'll see. And um, I'm generally, if we go to group, was it Group H? Now? The final group, the group that is insane. Am, am I, if I'm being honest, I'm surprised Maccabi Haifa didn't finish as bad as Rangers. Every time you yeah. see it, it seems like they're getting blown out. But it, The tough group, I mean, but they got three points. Yeah. So. They, they, they tied on points with Juventus. Just on goal difference. Jesus. Juventus that, are that shit. Juventus, Juventus are shit. That is they sad. are garbage. They're so bad. And really, if you're looking at this Juventus team, like I, I went through the uh, Juventus lineup. Chesney's 32. Okay? So he's your starting goalkeeper. He's 32. You brought in Bremer, who's 25, having a good season. Will he look away? Bonucci, old. Daniela Rugani, 28. Is he going to want to move away? Danilo. 31, old. Alexandro, 31, old. You got Di Maria, old. Paredes, 28, hasn't done much, I say, this season. Juan Cuadrado, old. Adrian Rabio, 27, bit shit. Locatelli, good. Is he wanting to move away? Weston McKenney, will he want to move away? Polly Paul Bogba, injured for fucking who knows how long. The yeah. witch doctor couldn't save him. Then I'm talking about Milik. Old. He's, score, he's actually performing. Yeah, at least but... he is, but he's old. He's 28. He's shit. Vlahovic. Who the fuck knows? He's 22. Where's Vlahovic? Not doing anything. Yeah. 
Got one Champions League goal, one assist. Serie A, he's got six goals, one assist. Like the, you look at that Juve side, and the one player that stands out to me maybe is you know Locatelli. Yeah. He had a great Euros, and of course on the bench you back from in. Yes, but the top of the table, PSG, yeah, finished their game first. They were first place in the Benfica game. It took Benfica winning six one. Versus Maccabi Haifa. Incredible. The sixth goal was scored in the 92nd minute. That sixth goal put Benfica top spot based on away goals scored. Incredible. Those teams, Benfica and PSG, tied on points, tied on goal difference, tied even on goals for and goals against. Everything was the exact same, but it was based on... Benfica scored more goals away from home, so they get top spot. PSG are a second spot team. Whoever draws PSG is going to be in for a shit show next next round. Great Benfica. Yeah, 100%. fourteen points. It's just wow. Saw something on social media, and I don't know. It's just you look at it. You have what? How many going through right now? English clubs? Based on countries right now, Champions League. I believe Germany and England have the most. I think Italy has three. You have now two Portuguese teams, and then you have a Belgian side. Yeah. And two Ger- two German teams. No, no, no Scottish teams. <laughs> unfortunately, you won't be in the Europa League. We're not even in Europa League, exactly. Honestly, I would have, that's, that, that's what I would have taken, honestly. Just... Let's just focus on... Of course, in a few minutes here, uh, as we're recording, Man United's about to take on Real Sociedad. Tough game. And I just wanted to bring up United a yep. little bit. Can we talk about Europa League if you want? Well, no, just United. <laughs> okay. No, in a positive tone, Liam, because... um, I remember you made some comments about United signings at the start of the year. All right. All three of Manchester United's Player of the Month winners this season hmm. have been summer arrivals. August, Lissandra Martinez. September, Christian Eriksen. October, Casemiro. Yeah. It's great to see. It's, it, it's I mean, awesome. Casemiro is Casemiro. And I know if Brett was here, but you said he was unnecessary and he was old. Yes, I do think he was a bit old. That Casemiro signing could be made three years ago, which would have been an incredible signing. And actually, Casemiro made a comment, apparently. Premier League is stronger and more physical than La Liga. A shock. Yeah. But th- there are those, you know... La Liga loyalists who are like, no, we, we uh, look at the history. But but the thing is, being the Premier League stronger. Yeah, he says it's uh, more physical than Liga. I, mean, I think that's fair. But I think at the same time, you could say, well, maybe La Liga has more technical ability, more quality on the ball kind of thing. The Premier League, as much as you know, people debate what is the best league, I think the Premier League is the best league. And that doesn't necessarily mean there's the best teams because we look at Real Madrid and Bayern Munich and, and how good they are. But the best competitive league would be the Premier League because Nottingham Forest could go out and beat mm. Liverpool, you know, and then Liverpool could beat City. It's yeah. it's competitive. And you know, Casemiro had a few more comments which were positive, and he, uh, you know, Casemiro, he's what what five Champions League, won a little. He says this about Ten Hag: his obsession for winning is what surprised me the most. That obsession for winning is something I've only seen in very few managers. So I know uh, Ronaldo fanboys, they love to 
They love to shit on Ten Hag because of the way things have gone between yeah. those two. But it's looking like it's getting better. Ronaldo's getting a few more starts. And Is he starting today? Uh, I don't know, actually. I didn't see it. Let's take a look at the United lineup as they're about to kick off versus Associate Ronaldo yeah. is up top. Oh, my God. Donny van de Beek. Yeah. Oh. And I'm, I'm very excited because uh, Garanacho is starting. has starting. Yeah. to watch. I know I made a comment in our group chat last week. Oh, he's pay attention. keep an eye on this guy. And the man's like, no. You have, he's become a really good talent. You have a lot of young names on this bench. You got Zidane, Iqbal. You got uh, Short Short Tire, Short Tier. How how is Short Tier? Yeah. You got Radic Vitek, who is a 19 year old Czech goalkeeper. You got Palestri on the bench. You got Malassia and Alonga, of course. Um, just to speak, up, if you want to talk more about the uh, Europa League here. Um, uh, well, I, what I was going to talk about Europa League more specifically is there are still some teams. Who need a result today, yes. especially in Group C? Uh, before kickoff here, um, Real Betis are top of the group on 13. Mm-hmm. Ludogorets are second on seven points, and Roma are third on seven points. Roma need a win yeah. to, to advance from their Europa League. Of course, winning, uh, reigning um, Conference League. The Conference, yeah, Conference League, yeah. Uh, Braga are still able to advance uh, over in Group D. But the Europa League is looking good going into the knockout stages yeah. with Barcelona. You have Arsenal, you have Juventus, Manchester United. It's, yeah. it's all these teams that dominated for like a decade and a half here in the Europa League. Yeah, I mean, there there are some good teams going down. Champions League Champions League is so you know, competitive. Yeah, but that's the thing. They, they, so third place teams going down. Ajax. Bayer Leverkusen, Barcelona, Sporting, Salzburg, Traktor Donetsk, Sevilla, and Juventus. Yeah. There's some good teams there. You know, there's a lot of good clubs who are able to uh, able to do something in, in, in the European competition. And then I want to talk very quickly, very, 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 very quickly in the Europa Conference League. Oh. Shout out to Hearts. They did not finish bottom of their group. They finished third. That's all that really matters. West Ham are topping their group. Villarreal topping their group. Nice are still top of their group at the moment. Uh, who else do we know? Anyone else? Basel's doing okay. Also, um, do you have anything else to mention? Not really. But okay, that. I just want to mention uh, a player who's done so well this start of this year. Federico Valverde. Three goal contributions. Federico Valverde last season. Three goal contributions in 46 games. So far this season, 12 goal contributions in 18 games. Yeah, he's been good. He, he's going to get in that team of the year. It's going to be interesting how he performs for Uruguay in uh, the World Cup. He's going to be he's gonna be a name to watch. If, if, you're, if you're tuning into the World Cup and you don't pay attention to, to club football, Federico Valverde. The, the goal he just scored against Celtic was very, very nice outside the box. Let's talk quickly, actually, about that World Cup. Because we are in now, we are now in November. Yeah, it's it's this month. <laughs> we are less than a month away from a FIFA World Cup. Canada will be in the FIFA World I Cup. Twenty days from now, we we kick off for Canada. It's insane. Like we're yeah. we're on that countdown. And what I'll say is this: if you're watching on YouTube, if you're listening on Apple, on Spotify, on whatever, this is the place to be for the World Cup. Not just Canada, but the World Cup. We are going to be live pretty much every day. We'll try. We are going to be content cranking out to you, both both here, the Sunday League pundits and the uh, Kickback crew. 
Yeah, we'll be doing some live streams with Caroline during the World Cup, especially for the Canada games, live from uh, our headquarters where uh, Nation HQ. So there's a lot. It's there's a lot awesome. of content coming out. So yeah. if you are watching or listening, please hit us up in the DMs. Yeah. Send us a comment. What do you want us to talk about? What do you want to see? What is your country? Give us yeah. some stuff you want from the from from all of us here. We'll put out it's, content, honestly. It's it's a crazy turnaround to go from club football to the World Cup. I so, hate it. You don't like it? I hate it, right? Because yeah. like, I, I look at the players who are going to be missing this World Cup, and I go, man, if, they, if, if that season could have been winding down and ending, and then you had well, even, even like a three-week break. No, not even a three, even a two-week break. It's, it's like Thierry Henry mentioned it. He says that during a regular football calendar, there is that break between club football yeah, and the World Cup. There There's is. at least three weeks to kind of recover from any injuries, to get a little bit more prepared. There isn't this time around. That's why we see nations like Saudi Arabia. Yeah. They've already stopped their domestic league. Their players that are going to the World Cup are all together already training. Yeah. They have, I think, it was 10 friendlies before the World yeah, Cup. something like that. So I saw a TikTok on that. Like, like, they're doing that approach. Japan's already announced their national yeah. team. Like, Fuck you, Japan. Fuck you! I I love. I was so excited about Japan. Even Lucas was excited. We were on the Japan hype train. Kyogo, Ryo Hatate, Daisen Maeda, fucking just going. Why don't you bring Hatate and Kyogo? They're the best too. Daisen Maeda can just run. He's fast as fuck, boy, but he has no brain cells. Pisses me off. But the last thing I will mention is that have you heard of the new Brazilian wonder kid? Endrick. Is he the 16-year-old from, like, Palmeiras yes. or whatever? According to Marsa, Real Madrid have sent an official to Brazil to move ahead with the signing of Endrick. Why not? Because Real Madrid, as soon as there is a young Brazilian, it's like, get him now. I love it, though. It's we just, need it's, the next Neymar. <laughs> the Vinicius Neymar. I mean, hey, I think it a, works. I think there was a chance where Neymar almost went to Real Madrid. I think Probably. they were interested in him. Probably. So. But uh, yeah, we will wrap things up and call it there. A uh, bit of a quicker episode today. A bit of a just. I I I love these Champions League oh. rundowns, but what happened? Breaking news: oh. Gerard Piquet has announced he is leaving FC Barcelona. His final match with the club will be this Saturday at the Camp Nou. He's leaving in the middle of the season. <laughs> He's just middle of the season. He's leaving. Apparently, he's retiring. What? You, you are right. His final match day will be Saturday. <laughs> I, I don't know how to feel about... Oh, oh you know why? He, he can't stand the fact that he might have to wear Shakira's name on his jersey. Well, he just... He, literally, he just popped he just, out of nowhere. I can see my... Like... Take care, guys. Messi, if you want to come back, go ahead. I don't. I'm done with. Football. Oh, he's he is retiring from football. Yeah. So he's Saturday. Jared Piquet is retiring. Who retires mid-season? Does this happen ever? And this is from. Uh, so Jared Piquet always thought he could turn things around at Barcelona, but now he realizes that it's getting harder and harder day by day. He will not force the club to keep him anymore and is starting to consider leaving. So now that was three hours ago posted. Now 15 minutes ago, he has posted that he will leave Barcelona and retire from football on Saturday. Go back to when he uh, played for Man United. Yes. A lot of people forget about that. But, he, I mean, 
if, if we're talking about Jr. PK real quickly, I mean, he's had an incredible career winning. Won a lot. Every, he won everything in football. Eight La Ligas, seven Copa del Reyes, three Champions Leagues, three UEFA Super Cups, and three FIFA Club World Cups. International-wise? A World Cup? Euros? I don't know if he was there in 2008. But the guy has literally won everything along, like, Sergio Ramos, like... But he did lose Shakira, so... I don't, I don't, he might have even won a Premier League. He may know. have. I don't know. Let, let's do a Google search of PK really quickly to wrap this I up. I don't know because there, there was that time period where Chelsea was pretty good and Arsenal. Only teams really compete with United at the time. Ron, the Wikipedia. Uh, he won the 2010 World Cup. He won the 2012 Euros. He won the 2006 Under-19 Championship. Um, he won the 2007-2008 Premier League, 2007 Community Shield, and 2007-2008 Champions League with United. You know, won a little bit. Just to finish it off, Liam, you know, it's, weather's getting rough out here in Edmonton already. The roads are terrible, and that's, that's why it's important if you're in Canada and wherever. It's important to have your, your one membership. You know, it's it's dangerous out there, and there are some very wonderful people who are working with Uber who want to help you out. And, you, you know, you can save, you know, $0 dollar delivery fee, 5% off eat, and 5% off rides. I, I definitely need to start taking advantage of my Uber One membership, especially with how weather uh, continues. And, you know, it's... Sometimes you just don't want to leave your house to go get yeah, groceries or go get your, your food delivered or uh, even just to drive yeah. across to, to town. I mean... We have a uh, we have a Sunday league match tonight. Oh right, yes. And uh, that's gonna be fun to drive to in the snow and on the ice. So maybe maybe taking an Uber would be smarter. There you go. Use your use your Uber One membership. And check out Uber dot com slash Uber One O N E first month free. But we will wrap things up here on the Sunday League pun is presented by Uber One Wazinho and myself Liam for the Champions League review once again. See you on Monday for our regular podcast. Dave, have a good one. See ya. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.